Hi, this is Nathan Caldwell. You may know me from Protectorate Productions, Protectors of the Book, Team Jadith Live, Dr. What. Well, I'm starting a new show. It's called Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. You will hear things from Classic Team Jadith Live, some new items, and I'm hoping to get some other podcasters on board by simply asking them if I could use some clips from their shows, maybe even from shows long ago. Well, jump into the adventure with me, because here we go. Off to Jadith with some helpful hints to help you watch the fall television schedule. Jadith? Thanks, Nathan. I tell you, uh, the, uh, there are some important things you need to know when watching the fall television schedule, and that's that names can be confusing. Um, so here are some things that you need to know. Station 19 is not about a radio station. You should probably also know that Grey's Anatomy has nothing to do with the color of any one skin. It's not racially motivated at all, okay? Um, so don't let the name Grey confuse you, all right? Um, some other things you need to know is that Doctor Who is not about a medical doctor trying to figure out who he is. Blue Bloods is not a TV show about aliens with blue blood. That's not what it's about. Magnum P.I. is not about a gun that gets an investigation license. It's, it's not. We sometimes do parodies, but no copyright infringement is intended. Where are you, David? Back here, in the storeroom. You know better than that. You had better not touch anything, or Keith is going to be mad at you. Hey, check this out. Isn't that the time machine Keith uses on his retro radio podcast? Yeah, remember when we used it to visit Nathan Caldwell, and sneak into his church service? That was kind of fun. Jump up on the seat, and we can pretend to make another trip. I don't know. What if Keith comes around to look for us? Come on Kelly, hop on board. Besides, Keith won't be coming around anytime soon. Not till the knockout drops wear off. David. Don't tell me you did something to Keith. Um, well, since you put it that way, I won't tell you I did anything to our beloved, wonderful, host, and creator of the- David, what's going on with the compliments? Sorry, I can't help it. The script is written that way. Well, are you going to climb on or not? I suppose I better, just to keep you out of trouble. Let's set the dials for Malwart, and drop in on Nathan. This is just pretend, right? Sure. Just pretend. Just as long as you don't hit that big red button. You mean this one? Uh, oh. What a day at work. And it's only halfway through. <laughs> I need to get away for a few minutes for a lunch break. I think I have about enough time to drive down to the block for a quick burger. Let's see, around the corner, into my car, and 
that's funny. I know I parked right here. Hi, Nathan. David, what are you doing here? It's like this. We were pretending to set the dials and we... Wanted to pretend to come and visit you. Well, your pretending works pretty good so far. There you are. Then David made me climb up into the time machine. Did not. Did too. Did not. Did too. Did not. Okay, enough! Look, I hate to interrupt the comedy routine, but I'm on my lunch break, and I don't have a lot of time. I need to find my car so I can grab a bite to eat and get back to work. Eat. Yeah, eat. It's something us humans like to do once in a while. Did he say something about a car? A car! Yes, I'm looking for my car. Was it a blue one? What? Yeah, it's blue. And did it have silver pen stripes, just like the one that's crumpled underneath the time machine? That's right, silver pen stripes, just like the one that's crumpled underneath the time machine! They just don't make cars like they used to, do they? My car! What did you do to my car? I'm so sorry, Nathan. Hop in. We'll give you a lift. My car... You crushed my car. Are you just going to stand there and mumble about this cheap piece of junk? Callie, just grab him and pull him in here. Hey, hey, what do you think you're doing? This is for your own good. Now be a little sweetie and take my hand. So this is what the inside of a time machine looks like? It's a lot more roomy than it looks like from the outside. Kind of reminds me of another machine that can travel through time and space. Oh yeah. But does that one have a working bathroom? You're kidding. Does this one really have a... Just hit that big red button. No. Don't do it, Nathan. It's a trap. Ah! I watch movies. I'm not doing that. I know all the tricks. I wasn't reaching for any big red buttons. I was only... What was that? Nothing. Good. Then how about that lift to get something to eat? I'll get right on it, right after I repair the readout for the time dials. The what? The readout. It's how we know where we're heading when Callie hits the red button. One red button, coming up. Not yet, Callie. You two are nuts. Let me out of this thing. I only have 20 minutes left for my lunch break. I'm sorry, Nathan, but we can't let you leave now. We're on the way to... Um, well, on the way to where? That's the thing. It's going to be hard to tell, since someone broke our readout panel. Heltsley Podcast Network, in association with Protectorate Productions, presents Dr. What? And the Retrobots, the crossover. Snap out of it, old man. Wake up. Hmm? Uh, what happened? 
David, is is that you? Wake up. We'll have you back on your feet in no time. Hey, you aren't David. Precisely. And you aren't Clement Nine. Now, who else are we not? Uh, I am not sure I follow you. Of course you don't. How can you? If you plan on laying around on the floor all day. Where am I? You're inside my tapas. I was supposed to meet my esteemed colleague, the glorious and brutally handsome Nathan. You don't mean my co-host, Nathan Caldwell, do you? Why, yes. Why do you ask? No reason. I just wondered who wrote this script. But you never have answered my question on how I got here. The last I remember, I was working on some edits in Church House Studio. And that's where I found you, sleeping on the job. Irresponsible, as I stated, I was to meet with my colleague, and genius, Nathan Caldwell. When his biometric signature left the, this plane, in tracking him, the trail took me right over your... Oh, what did you call that shabby little place? Church Mouse... Church House Studio. Certainly, that's the place. And as I passed near there, I detected your need for help and thought that if you could find it in yourself to stop taking naps on the job, you might assist me with returning the fabulous Nathan. Would you stop it with the descriptive words about Nathan? I can't help it. I read them the way they're written. Whatever. So, you're in pursuit of Nathan and whoever that was that kidnapped him. Correct. But first we need to catch up to them. And where might that be? From my calculations, the beginning of time. What? Nobody can travel through time. That's ridiculous. No, not ridiculous. The tapas does it all the time. Yeah, right. The tapas and my time machine. My time machine. You don't think that David did something to it, do you? I don't know any David, but the scoundrel who dared kidnap Nathan Caldwell will have to answer to me, the greatest slime lord of all time. Even greater than... Don't say his name, and I said Slime Lord, not the other thing. Whose name? Now you had to go and say it. Now there'll be royalties to pay. Uh, sorry. Royalties, huh? Would you say a king's ransom to redeem a kidnapped... Are you trying to be funny? Does it show? Not at all. Now stop it. Did you say that we might be going to the beginning of time? Yes, and from the looks of it, we're nearly there. Amazing. I never knew my time machine could travel so far back. I mean, 
I've never actually had it outside of the years of old-time radio. Look, there they go. Down through that garden. Look at this garden. It's beautiful. Check out this tree. You can see the whole garden from here. I think we're right in the center of it. Look at all the trees. They are so loaded down with fruit. Yeah, but check out the stuff on this tree right here. It does look pretty good. And I still haven't had lunch yet. Maybe one little bite will be okay. Help! Something just grabbed my arm! I've heard of a Venus fly track, but an Earth human track. I know it's ridiculous. What's even more ridiculous is the snake has legs, but it's still a snake! I'll rescue you. I have a built-in taser right here in my arm. <gasps> it's, it's squeezing tighter. I can't breathe. Callie, the snake. I'm holding too tight. The shocks are going right through. Really? Baby! You're making it worse, and I think you're doing it on purpose. Oh. Okay, guys. He let go. I'm free. Already. I was just getting started. Who are you? You are the humans who were warned about the tree. Who said that? Did you hear that voice too? It sounds like it's bypassing my auditory receptors. And being transmitted directly to my CPU. Directly to your what? My CPU, you know what that is, don't you? A CP... a C... um... what? P-U... 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 Well, he who smelt it, dealt it! I Guys, I think it's the snake who's talking. Don't be so ridiculous, Callie. Snakes don't make sounds. They just slither and hiss. You must leave this place. This fruit is not meant for you. But it's so beautiful. It's enough to make a retrobot hungry. Do you have some of this in a straight 30 weight oil? A snack does sound nice. Wait a minute. This can't be happening. Beautiful fruit, a garden. And what about me? And, and what, what am I? Chopped liver. Come on, you two. Run. Run. Why? Just, just run. I'll explain later when we get back to the time machine. We made it. Hey, look back there. Two people are coming up the path. Looks like they're wrapped in some kind of light. It's like an aura. The glory of God. The snake is talking to them. I wonder what he's telling them. He's just talking to the woman. The man is standing in those berry bushes. What's he doing? He's just standing there watching. Look, her aura. It's wavering. Hey, at snake. He didn't give us any fruit. She took a bite, and... Oh my. Her aura. It's melting. She's giving some fruit to the man. Stop. Don't take it. And sin enters the world. Thus goes the aura. Oh my. They don't have on any. 
clothes. Nathan, cover your eyes. You're a married man. You shouldn't be looking at this. Hey, hey, look out! Don't push! What was that? I think I just sat on the big red button. Wait! No! Don't jump into the time-space continuum! I think you're too far ahead of you to be heard. Of course! Should we sit down in that garden to see if they messed anything up? Nonsense! Just look at that flaming sword down there! Whoa! That wasn't there a moment ago. I wonder what those retrobots have done this time. No time for that. It's off to follow their trail through time. Does anyone know where we are? In the time machine, of course. I mean, where in time are we? Or do you even know? I can tell you that we are traveling in the right direction, back to our own time. Figured as much, seeing as how we were at the beginning of time. As stated, we're traveling in the right direction. But do you know how long it'll be till we get home? That's what I really want to know. From my estimates. Yeah, estimates because somebody fell on the control panel. Hey, no, don't blame me for that. It wasn't my fault. Well, it was your big, fat. David, don't be so rude. Well, he does have a big. David, stop it. Well, he still broke it when he fell on it. It wasn't my fault. I was pushed. I'm so sorry about that, Nathan. I was trying to protect you. It's just that Eve wasn't. Well, she didn't have clothes. Eve? I was actually staring at the snake. I have to admit that fruit was starting to look good. See, Kelly, Nathan was just fine. You didn't have to push him so hard. I guess you're right. It's all my fault. I'm still glad you stopped me, Callie. That fruit was becoming too much to resist. <laughs> Guys, what was that sound? I don't know. It must be the sound a time machine makes when somebody falls on the controls with their big fat. David, stop. Okay, if you insist. David, I didn't mean stop the time machine. I meant stop being so rude. Look out! There's people down there! See if you can steer this thing over into those hills. Hey, look out! There's more people over there! People over there. People in the hills. Just let me fly this thing. I know what I'm doing. Just land the time machine where nobody will see us. And don't land on anybody's cars, either. There. We landed. Safe and sound. What do you have to say about that, Nathan? Hey, where's Nathan? He flew out of the time machine when it hit the ground. Flew? Really? Hey, Nathan. When did you learn to fly? You're holding out on us again. I see him. He's under the window of that house over there. I'll go see if he needs help. You stay here and see if you broke anything when you crash-landed this thing. Crash? Ha. I prefer to call it a one-point landing. Nathan, are you okay? I'm alright, I guess. I was listening to the men inside the house, but I don't know what language they're speaking. Oh, let me see if I can figure it out. I'm programmed to be good with languages. Like C-3PO? Like who? Uh, you know, the dude from Star Wars? 
I guess you wouldn't know. What? I know David got us lost, but we never left the planet. The time machine isn't wired to travel to any stars. Never mind. I think I have the language and dialect. Who are they? What are they saying? They're messengers from some place called Moab. Moab? Did you mean Midian? Then those people back there must have been the Israelites. They are afraid of the Hordats coming. Afraid they'll lick up their land like oxen. What does that mean? The, the man who lives there must be Balaam. Right. How did you know? Behold, there is a people come out of, from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the Please, earth. I thought you didn't understand their language. I don't, but they're here to ask Balaam to curse the Israelites. That's silly. Who would want to? What's wrong, Callie? The messenger. He just said, Come now, curse this people for me, since they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them from the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed, and he whom you curse is cursed. Sounds like they're leaving. Let's go see what David is doing. Right. They said something about staying here while Balaam goes to ask the Lord what to do. David was supposed to be repairing the time machine. Do you think he knows how to fix it? For all the technical difficulties that get caused by David. Well, it's hard to say. <sighs> I was afraid of that. Why couldn't I have just taken my lunch to work today? Why did I have to pick this day to decide to go out? I should have listened this morning when Susan told me we couldn't afford it. After all, this is turning out to be a trip. I really couldn't afford. Oh, there you are. How is it going with the repairs? Is the time machine fixed? Please tell me it is. I ran the troubleshooting diagnostic. Please just tell me you have that fixed. And I was able to locate exactly where the trouble is. So we can hop on board and head for home, right? Please? Not exactly. That's not what I wanted to hear. What I'd really like to hear right now is... Something a lot like that, actually. Nathan! There you are, my boy! We've been trying to track you down for a while now! Doctor! I was on my way to meet you when these two Retrobots kidnapped me! You wouldn't believe the mess they made! Hey, don't blame me for the damage you did to the controls. I had to fly the time machine without. What's the matter with a time machine? Move out of the way so I can have a look. Keith, how did you get here? Yeah, I thought I tied you up pretty good when we... Um, I mean when Callie locked you up in the... Hey, don't drag me into this. I didn't have anything to do with what you did to Keith. Just be glad the doc was able to follow your time trail. And find me. True, true, and ever since we've been on your heels, just missing you back there in the garden. You were back there. Of course. I just said we were, didn't I? 
And just what did you do there anyway? It was Callie. It was all her fault. Don't you dare blame me for anything. It was to you. Was not. Well then, it was Nathan and his big. I was pushed! What in the world are you talking about? The broken time machine. Oh, that. I sure it can be repaired just fine. Better than new. I mean the disaster back in the garden. What about the disaster back in the garden? Well, there was this snake, and it tried to grab Nathan, and we had to do something to get him to safety. I'm sure you did. When we arrived, the garden had fallen into a, a sorry condition. And there was a flaming sword guarding the entrance. We couldn't have landed even if you were still there. <sighs> horrible. Just horrible. Yeah, I know. The snake almost got me. No, no, not that. Yeah, Nathan broke the time machine. No, not that. What then? Well, you know that I'm a slime lord, and as such I've made many trips through slime and time. Yes, go on. Well... How do I put this? This is the first time I visited the garden where the inhabitants were distracted by a flying machine with metal people in it. So you're saying if it weren't for us, Adam and Eve wouldn't have come near the tree. And they wouldn't have been tempted by the snake. That's quite right, my metal friends. It's all Nathan's fault. What? Don't you try to pin this on me, you little... If you didn't take time to play with that snake, then Callie wouldn't have to. That does it! Let me at him! Hold on, Nathan. Don't listen to him. Keith, he is trying to blame me for the fall of man. It's David. Consider the source. You know how he is. Nathan. You should know. The fall of man was bound to happen. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here now. Now run inside the tapas and help yourself to what you can find in the kitchen. All right. I'm starving. I'm so sorry you had to meet me here, Doctor. Run along now. I'll be right there. After I get Keith and his Metrobots started work on this time machine. We're Retrobots, not Metrobots. Tut tut. Now, run along, little Pedro bot. Hey, wake up, sleepyhead. Oh, let me sleep for like five more minutes, Susan. Come on, get up. Oh, oh, then how about a good morning kiss, sweetie? Get those lips away from me, dream boy. Oh, oh, David, sorry. What time is it? How long was I napping? Hey, Nathan. You looked like you could use a little extra rest. Extra? How long was I napping? He keeps using that word, Keith. Doesn't nap mean to take just a short rest? Um, 
guys. Somebody tell me how long has it been? Well, I work with David all through the night to dig into the time machine circuits. What? I slept all night? Well, I'm not sure. I suppose so. I was kind of busy working on a time machine. When we stopped to watch Balam in the morning, he told those men to stay over one more night. He wanted to make sure the Lord didn't want to go with them. Balaam wanted to pray again that night. So, Balaam is going to pray tonight. This morning, they're supposed to ride out to make their first sacrifice and get the first word from God of what to do. I've been asleep for one whole day? At least. Trust me, you've been around my retropods. They have a way of taking a toll on a person. Oh yeah, my boss is going to kill me for missing so much work. Well, it's time to get started and head home. I had to hotwire a few things and make a part or two. But the time machine is ready for one more hop, and we ought to have you right back to where you started. So, where's the doctor? He said he had to run on ahead. Ahead. That wasn't the word the doctor used. Keith. I know it. Ahead is a Navy word that means the same thing. <laughs> oh, I get it. Hey, is there going to be enough space for all of us? Where's Callie? Callie? Here I am. Callie, you're in the control panel. I told you I had to hotwire a few things and make a few parts. Callie volunteered to let me use some of her spare parts as well. So now she's not just the control panel, but the entire dashboard. Isn't that cool? Are you going to be okay, Callie? Believe me, there was enough of her to go around, and then some. Ouch. Enough to go around, and for an electric seat. So watch yourself, David. Here we go. Look, there's Balaam getting ready to ride out with those messengers. I thought God told him not to go. Let me make an adjustment here. I think I can aim a microphone down at them. And just one more thing. I'll run their dialogue through my translation circuits. There's Balaam on his donkey. The others have gone through the mountain pass. Why is the donkey stopping? It looks like it's trying to get away from something. Look, up here on Callie's display screen, you can see it better. What's Balaam saying? It looks like he's beating his donkey. Isn't that a soldier down there? He has a drawn sword. Balaam is beating his donkey again. No, Keith. It's not a soldier. It's an angel. I can't see him on the ground, but there he is on Callie's. Look at that. The angel has a sword drawn. What's wrong with Balaam? I can't believe I'm seeing this. 
firsthand. Can't hitting that poor donkey like that. What have I done to you that you have struck me in these three times? It's because you have made a fool of me. Who's the fool here? He does realize his donkey is talking, doesn't he? You know, I've always wondered about that. I wish I had a sword in my hand, for then I would kill you. Am I not your faithful donkey? Faithful donkey, on which you have ridden all your life long to this day. Is it my habit to treat you this way? Well, no. Now that was the most reasonable thing Balaam has said all day. Look, I can see the angel on the ground. Ooh. He doesn't look happy. Balaam must see him too. He dropped to the ground. Is he dead? It looks like he's bowing. Why, Why have you struck your donkey, donkey these three times? times? Behold, I have come out to oppose you because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned aside for me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, sure, just now, I would have killed you and let her live. I have sinned, for I did not know that you stood in the road against me. But now, if it is evil in your sight, I'll turn back. Go with the men. But speak only the word that I tell you. He sure got off lucky. Will he do it? Will Balaam keep his word? He sure hasn't so far. We don't have time to stay on much longer. My repairs will only hold up so long. That's okay, Keith. Uh, I can tell you how it ends. Balaam sacrificed, just as the king of Moab requested but he was given only blessings from the Lord to speak. That happened three times, didn't it? That's right, Keith. Each time Balaam was given a vision that there was no stopping the Israelites. For now, no harm would come to the Moabites. Their downfall would come in the distant future. In the distant future. Then it was kind of dumb to worry about it now. They hired Balaam for no reason. Balaam also prophesied about a rising star out of Judah who would conquer the nations. We're just about to our time. Hey, that looks like the tapas. It is the tapas. I see you've arrived. Just in time for Nathan to return to work after his lunch break. After my lunch break? Guess I won't be eating. Guess it's better to get back to work. Oh, but what about my smashed car? No worries, Nathan. Feast your eyes on this. Oh. It's beautiful. 
That's some amazing repair work. Nice wax job and detailing. Doctor, I've got to agree. That's a wonderful job. It's amazing. It's just that, um, that's not my car. Yes, yes, fine job, if I do say so. What? It's it's not your car. No, mine is that flattened piece of junk metal that's parked right next to it. Oh my, I see. Well, this will take a little more effort then. Just go on, report back to work. I'll have this all fixed up by the time your shift is over. Are you sure about that? Just look at this mess. Oh, mustn't let the poor boy... Think it can't be done, just smile and nod, smile and nod. What are you two whispering about? Nothing at all, my lad, only discussing how quickly we can have this car up and running. Yeah, up and running. Trust us, there's nothing to it. Okay then, see you all later, I gotta go. Goodbye, Nathan. Have a good rest of your time at work. Goodbye, Nathan. See you, See you later. later, Nate. You can fix it up, right, Keith? I don't know. What do you say, Doctor? Well, to be quite honest, I've seen worse. Really? Are you saying you can fix it? Nope. I am only saying I've seen worse. This will no doubt call for some extreme measures. Extreme? Like what? Does anyone know where we could find a used car lot so we can buy one just like Nathan's and park it here? <laughs> yes. And here's this week's old-time radio moment, brought to you by the Retro Radio Podcast and Keith Healthley. Well, in this old-time radio clip, Gracie actually does us a favor. She interrupts a cigarette ad, and I don't like cigarettes, so I'm kind of glad she did. Let's listen in. Hey, Paul. Yes, George. Paul, since this is our second week on the Chesterfield program, I think it would be nice if you would tell us just how Chesterfields are made. Well, I'd be glad to. Mr. But... Douglas, did I tell you about my granddaddy? Gracie, Paul is Did gonna... I tell you that my granddaddy had an emergency operation? Gracie, Gracie, do you always have to do all the talking? Well, no. Good. Go ahead, Paul. Well, the reason Chesterfields are like so high now... <laughs> Uh, Some people like to sew. Uh, Gracie, Paul, Paul. Some people like to read books. Uh, look, look. Some uh, people like to play bridge. But you like to talk. How'd you know? Paul is trying to tell me something, and you keep on talking. Yeah, what did you say, George? I said you keep on talking. Well, I'll be glad to. Did you know that uh, I had Emergency, yes. His left leg is on his right leg, used to be in his right leg. What are they doing? Removing his appendix? No. They removed his whiskers from his zipper. <laughs> They, uh, they removed his whiskers from his zipper? Yeah. He put on a leather jacket and couldn't get it off. Well, the whiskers got caught in the, in the zipper? Yeah. That must have been a dangerous operation. Oh, it was. They had to put the instruments down his throat and make the incision from the inside. Well, well, well why? Well, if they made it from the outside, they ruined his leather jacket. Well, I'm glad that's over. Paul, you were explaining about Chesterfield. Well, the reason Chesterfield... Uh, Betty McDermott isn't here yet. Uh, no, Frank, she's not here yet. Well, I'll bet some insignificant little thing must be keeping her away. Ah, uh, Frank, you're just self-conscious. Paul, uh, 
Oh, uh, 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 Paul, you were saying... Oh, yes. The reason Chesterfield's... George, here's one I've just thought of. With what? (laughs) I say, George, if you want to buy a milking stool, then you say, why do you want to sell it? Then I say, because I can't get any milk out of it. Fire! Fire! Gracie, this goes for you and everybody else on this program. For ten minutes, Paul Douglas has been trying to tell me something. And he's going to finish it. And I don't want to hear one sound out of anybody. Well, you won't hear a sound out of me. I'm all through talking. Good, good. (laughs) Go ahead, Paul. As I was saying, the reason Chesterfield... And not a sound out of anybody else. Don't help me. Some people never know when they're through talking. Go ahead, Paul. The reason Chesterfields give smokers more pleasure... Now, after you finish saying something, it's only to keep on speaking because I'll be the mother of the I'm going to give you a little hint. <laughs> Shut up! You mean be quiet, huh? Yeah. Keep your mouth closed. Don't say a word, huh? No. Keep still? Yes! <laughs> like this? Yeah, like that. Now, go ahead, Paul. The reason... For how long? Look! Everybody in the... Oh, coming! Where's Frank Parker? Oh, there you are, Mr. Parker. I'm Mary Kelly. Remember? You had a date with my sister last week, but she wouldn't show up, so you took me out instead. Oh, hello, Mary. Mary? She's... She's big enough to be the Queen Mary. Now, listen, George, you've got to help me out of this jam. I've got to get rid of her because Betty will be here any minute. Well, what's Miss Kelly doing here this week? Well, you know how it is, George. She's probably infatuated. I'm infatuated? Oh, don't worry, Miss Kelly. You can reduce. (laughs) Frank, you got into this jam and you get out. Uh, Well, Miss Kelly, I hate to dash your hopes this way, but I didn't ask you to come up here tonight. No, but Betty McDermott did. Betty McDermott? Yes, she sent me to keep her date with you. Well, believe me, she's got some nerve. No, it isn't. She's paying me. That's a nice TL for you, Frank. Uh, Frank, if they paid you to go out with Miss Kelly, you'd be living in the fat of the land. Gracie, listen to me. You shouldn't say that. All Miss Kelly needs is, is just a little exercise. Exercise? What kind of exercise? Just push yourself away from the dining room table three times a day. Look, Paul started... Now, just a minute. I came up here to go out with Frank Parker, and I'm getting a headache. Yeah, I know, and he's pretty, too. <laughs> Frank and his silly dates. Oh, yeah? Well, you can kill me if you want, but I bet the girls in the coast will be glad when I get back to Hollywood. Oh, sure. So will the girls in New York. <laughs> the end is near. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Trust me, this is definitely not near. The end is definitely not near. Well, that's a relief. The end is here. What? Have a good day, and remember, laughter, it's a really good medicine.